Awakened Reality Podcast, JFK Assassination. back. Uh, we're now going to move on to the Cuban Missile Crisis. This isn't quite as central to kind of the JFK assassination, but it's still, it's important enough to, it, I think there's a few things in it that are yep. worth um, mentioning. You know, most people probably know about the Cuban Missile Crisis. Essentially, um, Cuba felt that they were nervous about, you know, being right by the United States and the fact that the United States had, you know, nuclear capabilities, etc. So they requested, or the Soviet Union asked if they could, mm -hmm. send uh, missiles to Cuba, nuclear missiles, to kind of set up so that they could have, you know, mm -hmm. missiles pointed in that direction. Cuba kind of liked the idea because, you know, they would feel a little more secure. And um, the Soviet Union liked the idea because, you know, the United States, they had nuclear missiles, you know, essentially right by the Soviet Union, right in Europe. Mm -hmm. And the Soviet Union didn't feel that was fair. They wanted to have nuclear missiles, you know, right next to the United States. And so without, you know, telling us they were going to do it, of course, they sent a bunch of missiles, nuclear missiles, to Cuba, and Cuba started setting them up. But then the United States, you know, they had some kind of spy planes that were flying over on a regular basis. Mm -hmm. And they noticed these missiles there. And mind you, mm -hmm. they would be the U two spy planes. Yep. yep. They noticed them and then we were like, no, that this is not gonna stand. Mm -hmm. um, you know, nobody at that point, neither the CIA, the military, or the Kennedys, thought that that was a, a tenable situation, having nuclear missiles at our doorstep. On and October twenty second what did he do? He went on TV and he talked to the American people about it. And so, yeah, so he told the American people about it. And that was kind of the, the start of mm -hmm. really the Cuban Missile Crisis started earlier. But for you know the experience Us. of most yep. people, that's when it, I mean, I wasn't born. You weren't born no. yet. But, um, but for the people who were alive, that's when it started. Yeah. And he was upset because um, Khrushchev had told him that there would be no missiles there. So it was a broken promise. So the question was kind of what to do. And, and this is again where it gets into the question of who kind of is in control and who, who, who can kind of dictate foreign policy because the military, now it was more than, I mean it was the CIA, but now it's actually a little more the military that yep. was involved. They were essentially saying, okay, we need to invade right now. Yeah. They, they thought it was a no-brainer yep. yep. that we it's had a, it's to a, it's invade. A, it's, it's an act of war. Yeah. Yep. And Kennedy w was not necessarily right from the get-go saying we're not going to invade. Mm -hmm. But again, remember what we said before. He wanted to avoid nuclear war at any cost. Yep. And so he was essentially just trying to figure out how can I get through this without starting a nuclear war. And he was worried that if he invaded, that that would be the trigger. You know, the military and Kennedy 
kind of at a standoff. Yep. Or the military-industrial complex yep. in Kennedy. Mm -hmm. You can't blame him. Why? Because think about it. Eisenhower in his last speech said what? Beware the military-industrial complex. Mm -hmm. They cannot be allowed to gain power. Da 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 da. Mm -hmm. He's, I mean, he had to be worried about that too, right? Yeah. And, and I mean, to give um, the proper due to our government and the controls of our government at the time, even though the military wanted more than anything mm. to attack, and also they felt like they literally thought that our, you know, our country was at stake. Like they thought we had to, we yeah. have to attack now, or potentially there's going to be you no know, United States. But the, it was in their better interest too. The CIA was probably going, yes, finally. Yeah. <laughs> right? But the controls that were in yeah. place held, at least yeah. through, in terms of Kennedy was able to, yeah. to a certain extent, exercise control. Like you know, a lot of times now people talk about the Cuban Missile Crisis because eventually the Soviet Union blinked, they went back, and, yep. and the missiles were gone, and so. You know, a lot of people think that um, that was, you know, a great success for Kennedy. Well, wasn't it also that he there was an agreement between him and Khrushchev that said, mm -hmm. um, I will take our missiles out of Turkey um, if you don't, if you remove your missiles. I mean, from what I've learned, um, mm -hmm. you know, it said that mm -hmm. the United States also agreed to remove its nuclear missiles from Turkey. Now, they did, the uh, Soviets, Russians, remove their missiles from Cuba, mm -hmm. yep. but they continued to build their military arsenal. Yep. I just don't know whether or not they actually took those out of Turkey, <laughs> the United States. Oh, yeah, no, we did. We did. Now, are yeah. they still out? Do you oh, know? Well, I don't know. 50 years is a long time. I'd, I'd like this. I'd like but to But I wouldn't know. be surprised yeah. if they still weren't. But the public kind of saw this as a big victory Yeah. because that was done very quietly. And it was done later. Yeah, you know that's how they do it. Like he made the agreement. He then, said, yeah. "He said we'll do it, but give us a couple of months so that you know I don't get hit politically for it." Yep. So the public saw this as a big victory. Yeah. Well, in the, in the meantime, what they do on television? Everybody prepare, and they let all the people that made the the, the shelters a lot of money. <laughs> right? <Yeah. laughs> Why not? Yeah. Anyway, moving forward. <laughs> uh, but even though the, the American people thought it was a big success, yeah. the military thought it was an absolute failure. Mm -hmm. They thought that Kennedy had had allowed the United States to be pushed around, you know, by essentially the way they saw it was, you know, we had missiles in in um, Turkey, right, and then the Soviet Union sneaks some missiles into um, Cuba, and then essentially then forces our hand uses that gambit to force our hand to... And that's actually kind of true, because that is, you know, that is kind of what happened. But Ke from Kennedy's perspective, he's like, well, this is good because we don't have a nuclear war. Yeah. yeah. <laughs> you know? Yeah. Um, and, it, well, I mean, he... And, and not just that. What did he do after? He, he made up the, the, the teletype or whatever, the, the communications link between Soviet, the Soviets, yep. or the Russians, and, yep. and he... Yep. Where it's easier to get communications. Like the hotline. The hotline, right? I mean, he made that up, which, I mean, it, it's hard for anybody who's alive now and, and wasn't alive then to say, hotline? Like, what do you mean? I mean, why don't you just get on the internet? <laughs> yeah. But the thing is, is there was none of that shit. I mean, how long do you think it took? I'd like to find this out. One of my top five favorite movies, uh, Dr. Strangelove. Have you ever seen that? I might have decades oh, ago. Oh, you got to watch it. Why? Like, oh, it's just the... the um, the movie is just brilliant. Peter how they, Sellers. How do they communicate? Well, there's a hotline. Oh, 
Wow, was this before this JFK was or after? After. This movie came out in 64. Wow. And so, essentially, um, anybody, let me just say this. Anybody who's never seen Dr. Strangelove or How I Learned to Stop Worrying and Love the Bomb, that's the subtitle, um, <laughs> watch it because, one, it's, it's the quintessential Cold War movie in terms of, my, my view, in terms of kind of painting the picture. Leading, leaning American, though. I don't think it leans any one way or another. It was made here. It was made in Britain. Well, but... but oh, yeah. well, okay, all right. All right yeah. um, well, they were allies, all right. Or No, I think it was made here, but it was made by a... Uh, um, well, no, actually, I'm sorry. It was it was fully made here and made by an American director, Stanley Kubrick. Uh, oh, we could talk about him for about 12 days. Yeah, yeah. Ooh. And then Peter Sellers is just brilliant. He plays three different characters in the movie. Jesus. And all of them are amazing. Um, watch it. But the scenes of him on the hotline, talking to um, talking to the premier on the hotline. Yeah. He, so he plays Peter Sellers plays um, Doctor Strangelove, okay. who's like you know he's the guy with the you know the <laughs> arm or whatever. Um, and he plays um, he plays like a British officer, but then he also plays. Um, the president of the United States. Wow. And so there's some conversations of him talking to the premier on the hotline, which are, I think, as, as somebody who, you know, who's interested in acting, I think the most brilliant improvised, because wow. he improvised a lot of it, improvised wow. acting, comedic acting that I've ever seen. Just just insanely brilliant acting. Um, so it has nothing to do with the JFK assassination, but go watch that movie if you've never well, seen it. Well, I mean, and, 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 you know, the other thing is, you know, he... I think I don't know if it was like his ability to be in the right place at the right time, or, or make the right decisions, or take the uh -huh. right advice at the right time. But yeah. coming up with those things, uh -huh. you know, the teletype hotline and then yeah. the, the 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 limited nuclear test ban treaty. These were the things that the people who weren't really in the know were going, "Wow, look at what my president is doing." When you look at what the military was saying, like go back and read transcripts of some of the meetings that were taking place, like mm -hmm. during the Cuban Missile Crisis. And what what immediately comes to your mind is like, what the fuck? Like <laughs> these military advisors and generals, do they really understand what a nuclear war would be like? Yeah. Because it seems like they are they do not have the the appropriate fear mm. of what mm -hmm. that would be like. And mm -hmm. Kennedy seems like the one adult in the room because he's like he's like, listen, we maybe we should think about whether, <laughs> yeah. whether this will result in 100 million people dying. Should we con give that some consideration? Well, you know, when 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 you put it this way, right? I mean, no matter what, you're human. You have human feelings and human rationality. Uh-huh. When you look at that situation from both sides of the fence, mm -hmm. nobody can say, "Let's push the button." Oh, yeah. Nobody can do that. I mean, who's going to be stupid enough to do that? Well, That's there, why it's like... There it, are people who are stupid enough. And well, there are people that are high up in, that were high up in the chain of command. But, but I think when you think about... You know, when you think about it, I mean, it didn't happen. Mm -hmm. Right? It didn't happen because... Not yet. They know that if that happens, uh -huh. especially now... Yeah, if they didn't make that decision then, bro, come on. Well, now the bombs are bigger and oh, and they're getting there faster, yeah. right? So and, and it's and it's total elimination now. Mm -hmm. And then it's like okay, you know, mm -hmm. try to lose about six hundred thousand people, like Hiroshima or whatever. Mm -hmm. But now, if they didn't do it then, I really doubt 
that it's ever going to happen now. And if it does, well, then that's what was supposed to happen because, well, there's the end of the world. Yeah, well, I was always thinking <laughs> right? that, like, like, I shouldn't say our first because we've already had two kind of nuclear attacks, you know, where we attacked Japan with it. Yeah. But I always figured that the third one would be a terrorist nuclear attack. I just, to be honest, I don't know how that hasn't happened already. Creating a nuclear bomb supposedly isn't as hard as you think. I, I, I just think, you know, if you talk about false flags mm -hmm. and you talk about, you know, like who was blamed for what and when and did they really do it? You know, is that what people really want? Is that what the people that we say really want, really want? Mm -hmm. I mean, if, if you went out to Afghanistan or Iraq and you were a fly on the wall, mm -hmm. do you think that you'd see the atrocities that we're telling you happen mm -hmm. there? Or are these people just trying to follow the Quran that they love so dearly? Are there really radical people that will kill people? Probably. Mm -hmm. Just like there are here. But is it to the extent of what you're being told mm -hmm. to instill you with that hate? I'm just saying... What if it's not, mm -hmm. right? I mean, I don't know what other people in other you know places are saying about us, mm -hmm. but I know there's a lot of crap they're spewing out to make them hate us. Mm -hmm. Anyway, so you know, there you have it. So essentially, we I think we've hit the main points on the Cuban Missile Crisis. The main points are that even in in that instance, he managed to maintain control, but there were elements that kind of were pushing back. They felt that this was so important that we couldn't leave it up to the president, that the military needed to be making mm. the decisions. And then after it was all said and done, there were hurt feelings. There were people who felt that Kennedy had been soft. There were people who felt that we had rolled over. Um, and remember the people that hated him, folks. Yeah. Right? Let's, let's recap, shall yeah. we? Alan Dulles, head of the CIA, hated him. Yeah. The anti-Castro Cubans, yeah. trained for two years, were told that Kennedy was going to help him. Hated him. People in the military thought that he was kind of undercutting them and yep. was too soft. The in, in military industrial complex. Yeah. Right? And then lastly, you've got the CIA itself, who figured, rolled the dice, and thought Kennedy was going to help him out. Didn't. So he's kind of making enemies as we uh, go along. All the, way al all the way along the line. But you know what? After all of this happened, the American people, for whatever reason, good or bad, thought that the things he did were great for the country, mm -hmm. saving the world, you know, from nuclear attack he gave a great speech one of I personally one of one of his greatest I think uh -huh. when he spoke not long after that June of 1963 it was at a college he spoke at a, at a American graduation University. American University and basically that's where he said we all have to love each other it's not about the Cold War. It's not about... And that, to me... Military, by the way, hated that speech. Oh, of course they, they did. They saw it and they hated it. Yeah. Why? Because, you know, they oh, they're going to make us soft. The bottom line is, isn't that... I, I took that as his most... One of his most, most memorable and inspirational speeches he's ever given. Yeah. And we don't want to undersell. Like, when we say the CIA hates... Hated Kennedy, the military well, hated Kennedy. We, I don't want to undersell that. Yeah. It wasn't simply that they disliked him. Yep. They considered him unfit. Yep. They considered him dangerous. They thought he was dangerous, dangerously unfit, that he was temp temperamentally unfit. They, they met, Not everybody, obviously, but many of them believed that him remaining president was extremely dangerous for our country, as in he would 
they thought he was dropping the ball so severely on foreign policy that the future of our nation was at stake. And now that's how they thought. Yeah. Now, in contrast, here is a quote from that speech. President Kennedy said, and quote, For in the final analysis, our most basic common link is that we all inhabit this small planet. Mm-hmm. We all breathe the same air. We all cherish our children's future. And we all are mortal. So, I mean, wow. I mean, imagine how the people... I mean, I know how the people in the, in the, in the crowd took it. It was... It was triumphant yeah right i mean if that could only be the way and it wasn't just okay. for them i mean he was speaking to the soviet union there yes oh i agree 100 yeah. and, and that's that's where i think that's where i actually kind of started to when i was doing my research believe mm-hmm. that regardless of what he may have thought he needed to do for the united states in order to gain control or whatever mm-hmm. that this is what he really wanted yeah well, it's, I, it, I it's, it's not like Bush's 13 pointed lead or whatever they are, and, <laughs> or, 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 or uh, we need a new world order. Uh, and all of that, right? Uh-huh. It's, it's not about that. I think it's all about him really believing mm-hmm. the rhetoric. Yeah. His own. Believing no, I think it. he did. I think he did. Especially the further he got into his presidency. Without a doubt, which wasn't too long after that. No. We'll be right back. 